Walker's Desert Diaries. Hello, Arizona calling. And this week, for the first time since March, I've had to put socks on. (laughs) Yes, summer is finally winding down. And I say winding down, not over, because even though the last few days have heralded sock gate and a very swift drop in temperature, only 18 degrees a couple of days ago, by tomorrow, we've got a run of 30 degree days for more than a week. So there's still a bit of life left in the sun in this neck of the woods. You know, living in another country for 18 months or so now, it still surprises me how some things, things you never expect not to know, remain a mystery. I mentioned that it was my eldest's birthday a couple of weeks ago. She turned 13. And yes, that's going as well as expected. Hashtag tantrums. But also, I mentioned that we bought her a new bed, which meant that we've got an old bed to get rid of. (laughs) Now, back in Manchester, I was close friends with our local municipal dump. Oh, I loved a tip run. Get your scruffs on, load up the car, head down to Chester Road, keep a beady eye out for any treasures while you're there. I was once beaten by just seconds to six fantastic mid-century dining chairs, just dumped by the paper recycling. Oh, I was robbed. Anyway, the old battered single mattress and collection of MDF that used to be her single bed had been sitting next to my desk for about a week (laughs) when it occurred to me, ooh, where's the tip? A quick Google showed a lot of companies locally where you drop certain items off for a hefty fee, of course. And there was also a city dump about 40 minutes away that, again, you could take certain items to. And you needed to take proof that you were a resident of the city. That meant taking your utility bill, showing your refuse collection. Fine. Yeah, we had that. Great. And you also needed to take a photo ID that had a matching address curses. My driver's license still had my old address on. So that was out until I managed to get a new license through. My landlord had popped over to fix a problem we had. And just as he was about to leave, I remembered to ask him, oh, what company do you recommend to take away some rubbish we have? He frowned. Don't do that. Just use bulk trash. It was God, what? (laughs) Say that again. Bulk trash. It should be soon. And he drove away. I came inside and I googled bulk trash. Oh, now there's a good idea. So four times a year, the city of Phoenix send out special wagons for your big and unwieldy rubbish, your bulk trash. (laughs) All you do is you put your bulk trash in your front garden on the weak window for your area and ta-da, they come and take it away for free. Well, I mean, it's part of your bill, but no extra cost. All the big stuff you can't get in your rubbish bins. Well, I googled when my collection was on Man Alive. The trash fairies were obviously watching over me because it was this week. Now, the funny thing is, (laughs) I've sort of been scratching my head out of my nightly dog walks around the neighbourhood over the past few days. I noticed quite a lot of rubbish around. Piles of cardboard boxes there, heaps of black bin bags there, even a mattress in someone's front garden. And I had thought, ooh, (laughs) what's going on? Neighbourhood's getting a bit sketchy. Hope they clear that up soon. And now, of course, it all made sense. Bulk trash pickup was imminent. 
So, mattress, bed frame, cardboard boxes for new bed and mattress, TV that David dropped when we move house. Hmm, that was actually taken from our pile of rubbish by two men in a pickup truck within four minutes of us putting it outside. Goodness knows how they knew it was there. Anyway, all went out in the front garden and within 48 hours, the bulk trash wagon had been and everything was great. What an absolutely brilliant idea, eh? One of those things where you think, why doesn't that happen elsewhere? I'm guessing in England, I used to live in a terraced house. I didn't have a big front garden. We can't really put the rubbish in the road because that's where all the cars are. There's already not enough room for parking. Yeah, forget it. It would never work in England. Well, a lot of areas in England. But something else that isn't a brilliant idea here, and that is the system of in-person voting. And now this isn't everywhere in the United States, of course, of course, of course. But we're just a few days from the election now. And man alive, what a campaign it has been. Some of the lies and the smears and the endless jibes I've heard and manipulation has made my toes curl. I genuinely have no idea who is going to win this battle, but I'm pretty sure the result isn't going to be obvious for some time. I would love to be proved wrong, but unless there's a landslide one way or the other, I don't think we're going to know the name of the next president of the USA. Possibly for weeks, I've heard some people say, at least for days. People have been voting, though. It was announced on Monday, so a few days ago, that more people have already cast their ballot than all the early voters in 2016. More than 58 million Americans have already voted. And if you're a postal voting or you're dropping off your ballot, that seems a smart way to do things. Because in-person voting for a lot of people, well, it's beyond belief. Now, if you're a British citizen or you live in a country other than the USA, tell me, how long have you ever stood in a queue to cast your vote? I voted in so many elections and I have never waited. Not one minute. I've walked in, I've put my X on the paper and I've walked out. But think about that question, okay? How long have you waited in line? Or think about another question. How long would you be prepared to wait to stand in a queue in order to cast your vote? Five minutes? 20 minutes? How long do you reckon? I was agog at a news report last week more than 10 days from the election, people in Georgia, and that's just one example, were standing in line for at least four hours. Four hours just to cast their vote a week ahead of the election. Would you do that? Would your boss let you take the day off work? Could you physically stand up for four hours? Some counties within certain states have only got one voting station. One for everybody. I mean, in some cases, that's okay, of course, because some counties only have got a couple of hundred people in them. Others have got hundreds of thousands or more. How long will they have to wait in line? Will there be enough time physically for them to vote? Because polling stations have got very defined closing times. Be honest. Could you be bothered to wait that long? Now, the articles I've read say the majority of Americans, and there are a lot of them, of course, will have quite the uneventful voting experience. It's fairly straightforward. But millions do not. And what if most of those people who find it harder to vote generally all vote the same way, as lots of reports suggest? 
Now, this is a really complex subject for sure. I have just skimmed the surface here. But if you are interested in politics, I do urge you to delve a bit deeper because it's really fascinating, if not a little unnerving. So the next time we speak, there may or may not be a new president. One thing I do know, I'll probably be wearing socks. I'll see you in the desert. (laughs) 